Hello, and welcome to the Christ Lutheran Church Sermon Podcast. This is Matthew Best. I serve as pastor of Christ Lutheran Church in Allison Hill in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Thanks for being here. If today's message connects with you and what you're going through, brings you inspiration, or offers connection with God, I ask you to please stay on after the message for just a few moments to learn ways to connect with the congregation and the health ministries that we offer. And now, let's dive into God's Word. The Holy Gospel according to Matthew. The Glory to you, Lord. Lord. Now, when Jesus heard about the beheading of John the Baptist, he withdrew from there in a boat to a deserted place by himself. But when the crowds heard it, they followed him on foot from the towns. When he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion for them and cured their sick. When it was evening, the disciples came to him and said, This is a deserted place, and the hour is now late. Send the crowds away so that they may go into the villages and buy food for themselves. Jesus said to them, They need not go away. You give them something to eat. They replied, We have nothing here but five loaves and two fish. And he said, bring them here to me. Then he'd ordered the crowd to sit down on the grass, taking the five loaves and the two fish. He looked up to heaven and blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples. And the disciples gave them to the crowds. And all ate and were filled. And they took up what was left over of the broken pieces, 12 baskets full. And those who ate were about 5,000 men besides women and children. The Gospel of the Lord. You, you may be seated. So I had my numbers mixed up, sorry, in the children's sermon there. <laughs> I had the fish and the loaves uh, reversed. So the question that I have is what does hunger look like? What does hunger look like? Anybody got thoughts about that? does hunger look like? Go ahead. Hunger is all around us. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. It's having a full table and not seeing anything that you like to eat. That's a different type of hunger, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It's great. Yeah. No energy. Right, right, right. Hunger comes in a variety of different forms. Um, Feeding America is an organization that literally feeds America. Great name, right? And uh, so if you go to their website, it says that 34 million people in the U.S. are food insecure. Food insecure means I don't know where my next meal is coming from, okay? And of that, 9 million of those 34 million are children in the U.S. And then they also said that 53 million people turned to food programs in 2021. It's in the height of the pandemic, but I'm going to tell you that's not much more than normal. Um, It's a serious problem. When I worked at Project Share, which is a food pantry in Carlisle, we said that one in six were food insecure. That's a national figure. Um, 
there's a lot of people who are hungry or on the verge of hunger in a literal sense. They don't know where their next meal is coming from. But we talked a little bit about there's different types of hunger, right? So an article from uh, last year said that nearly half of US teens report feeling sad and hopeless. That was the title of the article. I don't even need to read the article. It was the whole thing, right? Sad and hopeless, the type of hunger for meaning. This is what a lot of our teens are struggling with is meaning and purpose. That's the hunger that they have. And a more sobering uh, research from Brookings Institute claimed that from 2005 to 2019, an average of 70,000 Americans died annually from deaths of despair. So these would include suicide, drug overdose, and alcohol poisoning, 70,000. To give you a sense, the city of Harrisburg has a, a population, residents of Harrisburg, it's right around 49,000 residents in Harrisburg. So about one and a half, or one and two thirds of that every year, the whole city of Harrisburg dies from death of despair, lack of meaning and purpose, right? There's this hunger. So what are, what are people hungering for, right? We named a few things. I, I just thought a little bit, and I came up with there's hunger for food, of course. The obvious thing when we think about hunger, that's a lot of times what people are thinking about. But there's so many other things, right? There's emotional support. There's a spiritual hunger, right? There's a lot of people who leave the church, but they still call themselves spiritual because there's that hunger to, to have connection with the divine in some way, right? There's still this hunger. There's a hunger for community. There's hunger for healing in a variety of different ways, right? Hunger for meaning, purpose, love, acceptance, physical health, to be heard, to be understood, and you could probably add so many more things. We live in a hungry society. A hungry society, right? And then there's us. What, what are we hungering for? What are we hungering for, right? That's the question that we each struggle with, right? So there's this, so look at the, the gospel, right? You got this crowd, this is right after Jesus hears about John the Baptist has been beheaded. John the Baptist has been beheaded, and Jesus heard this. you got to believe that he's mourning, right? And he goes out, and there's this crowd, and they're there, and they know Jesus, that he's a... They don't know exactly everything about him. This is the middle of, of, of the Gospel of Matthew, so they're, you know, they're still figuring it out, but the, they know that here's somebody that does some miracles, who heals the sick, who brings good news to the poor. All the stuff that earlier in the Gospel of Matthew, some of John's disciples come to, to Jesus, and Jesus says, well, take a look. The hungry are fed. There's good news to the poor. The, the, the blind receive sight, and on and on, right? Those type of things. There's this hungering. And so there's this crowd, and they're gathered, and they're hungry in a variety of different ways, right? It says right at the beginning that uh, he withdrew from there in a boat to a deserted place by himself, and when the crowd heard it, they followed him on foot from towns. 
And uh, when he went ashore, he saw the great crowd and he had compassion for them and cured their sick. He, the, the, the Greek in here for he had compassion is more than what when we think of this term. This is about a gut visceral, visceral reaction. He is physically moved in his gut, in his heart, in his kidneys, in his everything in this middle section is kind of the center of compassion, and he physically feels it. That's the type of compassion that he has. Remember, he just learned about the beheading of John, and he is emotionally feeling this, and now there's this crowd that has this hunger. It's a gut reaction in there, and he's connecting with people who, when you're hungry, your stomach lets you know. It's a physical reaction, right? So here's something interesting. All four Gospels have the story about the feeding of the multitudes. All four. That's rare. The synoptic Gospels usually share similar stories. Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and John usually has his own thing going on. But all four of them have this. It's very unusual, which means this is an important story when all four of them are talking about it, right? So that's the first thing to, pay, to, to make note of. The second thing is in Matthew's version, Matthew's version gives us a reminder of the past and what's about to happen. It draws us back to the Exodus story, and it gives us a foreshadowing of the Last Supper. It's a hinge right in between. Right? And so you have this right at the beginning here. I read this, this is verse 13, right? Jesus withdrew from there in a boat to a deserted place by himself. What does that remind you of with the Exodus story? The deserted place, the wilderness, right? They're out in the wilderness, essentially. It's a deserted place. Just like the Exodus, it's, it's the same as Moses taking Israel out from Egypt, and they go. The other thing is, where is it here? It's in 13. But when the crowds heard it, they followed him on foot from the towns. If you take a look, go back to the Exodus story in there, Exodus 12 talks about how Israel traveled on foot after leaving Israel. Same terminology. And when they're in a little bit further in Numbers, Moses is leading the people, it says, on foot. And this is where they're hungry, they've had enough of the manna, and they want something else. And God provides quail for them, for their substance. And guess what? There's more than enough. Does it sound familiar? Like today's gospel reading, right? Matthew is specifically drawing on this for this story to connect that Jesus is this continuation of what God has always been doing, right? So then you get to the 19th verse. This is uh, after you have this little exchange about, you know, the disciples. Well, we don't have anything. We've got nothing but five loaves and two fish. And he said, bring them here to me. Then verse 19, then he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass, taking the five loaves and the two fish. He looked up to heaven 
blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the crowds. Does that sound familiar? Like the Last Supper? Takes the bread, blesses it, breaks it, gives it to the disciples. Literally the same phrasing, right? This is this connection of what has God always been doing and what is God about to do, right? It's not just about filling bellies in this. It's a foretaste of the freedom from sin, right? Because if you, if you go to the end of Matthew, you've got, while they're eating, Jesus took a loaf of bread, blessed it, and broke it, gave it to the disciples, take and eat, this is my body. Then he took the cup, and after giving thanks, gave it to them, saying, drink from it, all of you. This is the blood of my covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. It's a, it's a blessing. It's a feeding in multiple different ways, right? So what is Jesus doing? How is he satisfying hunger? He satisfies hunger in so many different ways. He cures the sick, which is a form of hungering for health. We hear that in the story He forgives sins and brokenness, which is a form of hungering for wholeness. He empowers the disciples, right? Remember, oh, send them away. Let them fend for themselves. And Jesus says, no, you feed them. He empowers them to do it, which is really about, we have a hungering to have an impact. We have a hungering to be empowered to have an impact on other people's lives. That's a very human thing, and it only happens because Jesus empowers them to do this. They can't do it on their own. They recognize that. That's why they tell Jesus, we don't have enough to feed them. And Jesus gives them what they need to feed them. Jesus literally feeds people. He blesses them through the meal. And when the disciples see a problem, he sees an opportunity to bless, right? And there's more than enough. And that's the idea of shalom, the kingdom of God, the reign of God. Shalom is wholeness, completeness, enoughness. This is what Jesus has always been about. So we're in the crowd. We're in the crowd because we have hunger. We hunger for different things. And we're the disciples. We're the disciples as well, right? We're followers of Jesus. And Jesus empowers us. Jesus has given us what we need to then go and feed those around us as well, right? I want to close with a story that happened recently at the, in the medical clinic where uh, I was told by, by the nurses that um, there was a guy who came. Uh, he had just been released from the hospital. And... Uh, he came in and he said, I've got this equipment. I've got to do testing every day with this equipment. Could you help me? Could you show me how to use this? Sure. So one of the nurses helps him out. Thank you so much. They have a nice conversation. He goes. He comes back the next day, sees a different nurse, and says, I just got out of the hospital. I've got this testing equipment. Can you show me how it works? Sure, we can do that. They have a great conversation. She shows him, and he goes, and he comes back the next day. No, understand, there's a limited number of nurses here. (laughs) Gets a third nurse, and the third nurse notices 
I think I saw this guy the last two days. Same thing. He says, I'm just out of the hospital. I've got testing equipment. Can you show me how it works? And she says, says the guy's name and says, what's really going on? You've been here the last two days and you've said the exact same thing both days. We're happy to help you, but what's really going on? And he said, you caught me. I know how to use this, but I'm alone. I'm lonely. And when I come here, you talk to me. You see me. You notice that I'm alive. You call me by name. If that's not filling hunger and satisfying hunger, I don't know what is. And the nurse said, you know, you don't have to give us the same spiel. You can just come and talk. (laughs) We're happy to talk with you. This is invitation. It's a way of feeding those who are hungering in a variety of different ways, and it's what we're called to do as well. Even if it's just acknowledging someone's existence, saying hi to them, sharing your name, we don't have to have a ton of resources, but we're given everything we need in those moments because God has satisfied our hunger. God, Jesus continues to satisfy our hunger. And we have more than enough to go out to others who are hungry. And there's plenty of them. Thanks be to God. Thank you again for listening to the Sermon Podcast. I'm always happy to have a conversation or pray with you. Please reach out either by email to pastor at christharrisburg.org or call me at 717-236-8382. I'd also invite you to be part of worship on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. We're a very diverse, open, affirming, and laid-back congregation. Christ Lutheran Church is located at 124 South 13th Street in Harrisburg. Parking is along the street. You can enter the building through the side entrance on South 13th Street or at the corner of 13th and Thompson Streets. And lastly, check us out on the web. Our website is ChristHarrisburg.org. There you can learn more about and offer your support for the congregation as well as the health ministries and free clinics that we provide to people in need in our neighborhood. I invite you to follow us on Facebook and Instagram also at Christ Lutheran Harrisburg. Thank you. I look forward to connecting with you, and I pray that you have a blessed week.